The wellness revolution starts now. I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. Welcome back to the program today. Our guest is Dr. Blanche Gruby. Dr. Blanche Gruby operates uh, a medical clinic which focuses on improving your overall health, not just in your mouth, but your mouth is your health of your mouth directly affects the health of every cell in your body. And Dr. Gruby came to understand this when she began to work uh, with Dr. Uh, Hal Huggins back in 1992 and changed her whole direction and path in dentistry. So she now is one of the physicians most noted in the country for what is called the Huggins Gruby Protocol. And it's an integrative system that incorporates multiple safety factors to enhance people to regain their health by treating their teeth correctly. The removal of root canals, and we're talking mm-hmm. now, as we as we left for the break, we were just talking about root canals and the bacteria in root canals and what that bacteria does and how it begins to uh, take a hold in root canals and in mm-hmm. the ligaments around the tooth canals. And we're going to talk about amalgams and those adverse <coughs> effects. So, so as we come back, Dr. Gruby, and you really give a compelling story here. It's fascinating, and it makes me all the more interested in ensuring that our guests here at the Hochi Health and Wellness Center have a dentist who practices your protocols in the right. area, and we do. Uh, there, there are a couple of dentists here in the in the uh, in the state that focus on on uh, removing root canals and also on removing amalgams. So, uh, talk more to us about the the root canals. Now, by the way, folks, a root canal, of course, you've got a your root's got a center center to it, and then then there are tubules that come off that center center tube right. where the where the nerves are, and there are nerves that go through all the tubules. I read there's something to three to four miles of tubules in one tooth, if you can imagine that, and they all have a lining to them. And so when the tooth goes dead, even though the doctor says, well, we're going to sterilize it, and we're going to put something up there. I don't know what they put, hot wax. They put some kind of mm-hmm. some bacterial static medication. They said, we've sterilized it. Well, that tooth's dead. And in those tubules, imagine three miles of tubules in one, three miles in one tube. Right. So you've right. got literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of little tubules in one tooth, and that's where the bacteria reside, and you don't kill them all. They know that because in the work that Dr. Price did and Dr. Huggins did and, and the studies that Dr. Uh, Gruby has done has shown that these teeth that are removed because they were uh, root canal teeth and they were removed, they found in every single one of the teeth, and this is thousands of teeth that have been studied over the years, every one of them contained bacteria of one kind or another. So let's talk about the bacteria that we find in those teeth and what they represent. You had mentioned the, uh, the dentist that took root canals out and, and plugged it into under the skin of uh, rabbits. And the rabbits 
died of whatever the disease the person had. If they had arthritis and the rabbits got arthritis, if they had, if they had uh, Alzheimer's, they got Alzheimer's. If, if they Mm -hmm. had a heart attack, they got a heart attack, liver disorder, liver disorder. So that has to be related to different bacteria in the teeth that cause those various disorders. That's correct. And now we do know what diseases are caused by the different bacteria. Now, uh, in, in place of sending our teeth to the University of Kentucky to find out if they were toxic or not, we now encourage all of the dentists to send these root canals to DNA Connections, which is the laboratory in Colorado Springs that Dr. Huggins started. Because it just it, it occurred to Dr. Huggins one day that, well, we, we have teeth that the bacteria may have died and they may have dried out and they may not be able to be cultured, but we certainly can look at the remaining DNA inside these teeth. And so he began to look at the DNA of the microorganisms inside the root canal teeth. Um, we also do, of course, cravicular fluid and we do blood and, and other body parts that we get out of the mouth. Um, and we test for 88 different microorganisms. And so when the patient has a root canal extracted or, or not, they could, they could do a superfloss test prior to extraction, send that superfloss to the lab, and we'll tell them which of the 88 different microorganisms do they have in excess amount. Because a lot of the microorganisms that we test are what they call commensal, these organisms that you see in the mouth all the time. Well, yes, you see them in the mouth all the time, but they should not be there in such high numbers that they then can cause disease. And we're talking specifically with Dr. Gruby about bacteria, anaerobic, those are bacteria that don't need oxygen to live or stay alive, or aerobic. They do need oxygen, so there are two different kinds of bacteria aerobic in classes, anaerobic and aerobic. And among and then then there's numerous, literally hundreds and thousands of different types of bacteria that fall either in the anaerobic uh, category or the aerobic category. And many are in, in our mouth. Your mouth is is frankly I used to be correct. A, I used to be But a, prior prior to our recent discovery of of the DNA and being able to test for DNA we had a very hard time. You couldn't take an anaerobic bacteria from somebody's socket or from somebody's blood and test it because it's anaerobic. The minute oxygen hit it in the room, that was it. You lost the bacteria. But now we can, we can test the DNA of the anaerobic bacteria. And again, what we're finding out is that all root canals are toxic. Every single one of them. We have never received the results of a root canal tooth that was not incredibly toxic. And let me also add that back then, Dr. Huggins had challenged the class to see if we could find a patient with specifically breast cancer, but he'd be interested in any kind of cancer, specifically breast cancer where the patient did not have a root canal in the second bicuspid and upper first molar or the first bicuspids on on the lower. So so I I thought, well, that's odd. Why would he want us to look look for that? And he would actually give us $1,000 
if we could find a patient with breast cancer that did not have a root canal or cavitation in the bicuspid or upper first molar, why would he say that to us? Well, I continued to study. And one of, in the process of my studying, one of the things that I studied was acupuncture, the Chinese meridian system. Well, in the Chinese meridian system, they know that every single tooth goes to an organ in the body and is attached to that organ in the body in an energetic way. Mm-hmm. And the organ also is attached to the tooth. So for instance, if you have the first molar on your lower, first all first molars, they are energetically connected to your large intestines. So that means in Chinese medicine, they believe that there's an energy pattern that circles around that molar, circles around your large intestines, and there's a give and a take. The large intestines then gives energy back up to the first molar, and it goes back and forth like this all day long. Well, every organ has a tooth, and every tooth has an organ. So if the tooth is dead because it's been root canaled, then energy will go from the large intestine up to the first molar, but the first molar, because it's dead, gives no energy back to the large intestine. And so there's an imbalance there. And anybody who is a really good acupuncturist would be able to detect that imbalance. So every tooth in the body is connected to an organ. First bicuspid, second bicuspid, and first molar are connected to the breast meridians all the time. So that means the breasts are giving energy to the bicuspid. If the tooth is dead and root canal, then no energy goes back, or very little energy goes back to the breast. And it sets the patient up for problems down the road that they couldn't, they, they're not functioning 100%. So that's, I believe that's one of the reasons why women who have root canals in their bicuspid wind up getting breast cancer. And of course, the other reason is because the body wants to get rid of everything that is bad, everything that is toxic, everything that's a foreign substance, the body, the immune system is an obligatory system. It's obligated to try to get rid of it. And if it sends, for instance, if it sends 100,000 white blood cells every day to tooth number 13, because it's a root canal tooth, the root canal filling went past the tooth, it's in the bone, the body knows it's a foreign substance, it sends 100,000 white blood cells. White blood cells only live seven days, maybe less, give or take a day. And when they're done, they're dying, they call out for some more white blood cells. And those white blood cells live seven days and then they die and they send more white blood cells. And this is happening continuously. So you have less white blood cells and you have less energy going to the breast. All of a sudden, here here pops up a cancer cell in the breast. And and I don't know that most people know this or not, but our our whole body has cancer cells continuously forming and, and then being taken care of by natural killer cells and our obligatory immune system. Right. So what happens is some cancer cells get together and they, they start to grow in the breast. The white blood cells in the breast alert the spleen, alert the brain. Hey, we got a problem here in the right breast. We've got to get, get give me a couple of hundred million white blood cells. Throw in a couple of hundred thousand natural killer cells. Let's get rid of these cancer cells. And the president of spleen says, are you kidding me? 
I've been losing 100,000 white blood cells every day for that root canal in tooth number 13. I don't, I don't have um, a million natural killer cells and a million white blood cells I can give you. But I'll tell you what, I'll send you some immature cells. Okay. And so this is, we're getting back to what I said about your, your blood chemistry. I mean, Hal Huggins was absolutely right. Every patient should have a blood chemistry before you ever put a mirror in their mouth. Because you look at the blood chemistry and you see depressed white blood cell, increased microscular volume. There's a battle going on in that body and they are losing the battle. So this is how the, the person gets set up for cancer when they have a root canal tooth that goes to that organ. That's, so I'm giving you two examples now. Number one, it's depressed white blood cells. Number two, it's a depressed amount of energy because the energy flow is not normal. And then, of course, number three is the actual microorganisms and the toxins that they produce that right. travel throughout the whole body right. but tend to aggregate in the organ that has the least amount of energy. And that would be the breast in this, in this example. And, and so the microorganisms. What, what, what teeth are related to the heart? The wisdom teeth. Okay. So what if you get your wisdom teeth pulled out, then what? Well, now we're going to get into the subject of cavitations. Most people have their wisdom teeth taken out by the late teenage years, early 20s. And unfortunately, dentists use a chemical called epinephrine in their Novocaine. So why do they do that? Well, epinephrine is a, is a chemical that is naturally produced by our adrenal glands, by our body. It's, and it's a good chemical because when you're in a fight or flight situation, you need epinephrine. Right. Epinephrine causes your blood vessels to that's contract. Your, that's known in late terms. That you know it, folks, as adrenaline. adrenaline. Right? Yes, adrenaline. Right. So this is a good thing in that situation. You, you need to climb up a tree to get away from a bear. It's good to have that adrenaline flowing in your that's body. That's right. That's right. But what they do is they put synthetic epinephrine in the actual glass carpules of Novocaine and the dentists give patients Novocaine with epinephrine. So why do they do that? Well, because epinephrine causes the blood vessels to contract. So the Novocaine stays in that area for a longer period of time, meaning the patient stays numb. And that's a good thing. You can continue working if the patient is numb. Right. Right. The other thing is that if, if the blood vessels contract, well, then there's less bleeding. Well, that's a good thing also, because I, I don't want if I'm a dentist and I just took out four wisdom teeth, I don't want the patient drooling blood as they're walking through the waiting room. Right. No, 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 no. Not bleeding is a good thing. Let's stuff some cotton in their mouth, send them home and they'll be just fine. Unfortunately, that means that a lot of the osteocytes, those are very specialized cells that form bone. The osteocytes were not getting any oxygen during that surgical procedure. The epinephrine had closed off the capillaries completely mm -hmm. that go and deliver oxygen to each and every one of those cells. Every single, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around that every single cell in your body has a capillary that goes to it to give oxygen and a capillary that goes away to it. And so if the capillary is closed, that cell is not getting oxygen. 
I once asked Dr. Jerry Boku, one of the world's leading bone pathologists, went up to him after a lecture and I said, Dr. Boku, how long can a bone cell go without oxygen? And he scratched his head for a moment and said, about 34 seconds. That surprised me. 34 seconds. That's not a long time. So that's why these they developed these cavitations, because the osteocyte, right. osteocytes you, are killed and they don't re, they don't uh, reform bone. You, don't you get, got it. Dead bone doesn't grow. Right. <laughs> it doesn't grow. So the gums heal up on the top, but then you have this hole in the bottom that never filled in with bone. Bacteria move in because there's saliva in the mouth and that saliva is loaded with bacteria. Right. They move into the hole and that's that's just as good as a root canal too. It's a great place for bacteria to hide, to grow and continue to produce toxins. And it usually takes about 20 years before the person starts to get symptoms and we can trace the symptoms back to the the day that they were had their four wisdom teeth. And, and the symptoms you normally see, the systemic symptoms are related to heart? They're related to heart. They're related to fatigue, which is also related to heart. All kinds of symptoms. And uh, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I had a patient who, as she had um, atrial fibrillation, which for some reason couldn't even be controlled with, with medication, it, it didn't matter what they gave her, beta blockers, they could give her all kinds of stuff and, and it was not being controlled. As we were cleaning out the last cavitation, her heart rhythm came back to normal. Isn't that... Right before our eyes, because all of our patients are hooked up to a monitor. What percent of individuals that had their wisdom te- have had their wisdom teeth removed have cavitations? I would take a guess it's about 95%. Wow. And I had my wisdom teeth removed. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and so and I've, and a, I, and I've, a long time, when you yeah. had your wisdom teeth removed, they probably used epinephrine because they're still using epinephrine today. It's only the biological dentists that are not using epinephrine. Well, that's, and I, I haven't heard that term, biological de- dentist. That's what you would mm-hmm. consider yourself. That's what I consider myself. That's of correct. course, the you know the American Dental Association says there's no such thing as a biological dentist. <laughs> well, they, they say there's no such thing as a holistic dentist. There's no such thing as a biological uh, dentist. Yeah. All dentists are biological dentists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's also talk about those bacteria. Those bacteria in the cavities also seed and get into the coronary arteries. Correct. We find the we find, and I'm not sure what bacteria it is that are in the coronary arteries that cause the inflammation. Right. But, but I would, uh, but, but here at the Ho Chi Health and Wellness Center, we, on all our guests that are 40 or older in males, women 50 and older, we always get a heart scan. And Good. So, so we measure atherosclerosis. And what causes atherosclerosis, folks, is inflammation of the coronary arteries. That inflammation has to be caused by something. It can be caused by bacteria from, uh, from root canals or from cavitations or cleaning the teeth or anything, that bacteria, and there's literally hundreds of different bacteria in the mouth that can be seeded, and it goes uh, to the heart, to the arteries, and it causes inflammation. And then the body wants to respond to that because it doesn't want the, it doesn't want the coronary artery to deteriorate and break apart. So right. the body has a mechanism. It sends 
lipid lipoprotein, which is a lipid molecule, which is cholesterol attached to a protein, and it band-aids the, the uh, inflammation, and then it absorbs calcium to cause rigidity so that, so that artery doesn't break down. So atherosclerosis is a mechanism by which the body repairs itself. Unfortunately, if you have a lot of inflammation, you're near your coronary artery, you throw off some kind of clot or fatty uh, uh, athero- atheroma right. upstream, and right. it just clogs up the artery, and then you got a heart attack. But it was right. caused initially by the inflammation, which in large part, and probably in the preponderance of cases, is caused by bacteria from the mouth. Now, uh, sugar okay. also causes inflammation, so a low-sugar right. diet is very important. And sugar is what uh, yeast and fungus feeds on, and I'm sure there's fung- fungi in the mouth that are also seeded. Is that right? Correct, okay. correct. I mean, I, I have often said, if you could eliminate sugar from the planet, you would probably have to close half of the hospitals within 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> no, no That's kidding. true. Oh, yes. we got to wear masks, but it's okay to eat ice cream while you're at home locked down, honey. That'll be great. <laughs> right. You can't make this right. stuff up. The medical profession is so far off the track. It's just absolutely incredible, conventional medicine. and they've That still is have, right. They still have their old paradigms. They're not willing to ask the most important question. Why does this person have heart disease? It's not Correct. because they don't have a stent or they haven't had a bypass. What caused the problem to begin with? And you ask most physicians that, and they can't tell you. Well, it just right. happens. You know, it happens with age, or it's genetic. My daddy had a right. heart attack. You know, what's right. genetic, what's inherited it's, from family is the diet and not is the, the diet. <laughs> that's right. What, that's what's inherited. It's the diet. Absolutely. Well, Every single Do- Dr. time. Dr. Blanche, this diet. has been a very informative discussion, and I can't tell you how very pleased I am to have you. Thank as you. a guest on this program, and we're going to have you back to discuss mercury amalgams uh, in the Wonderful. teeth on the next time. So I wish you Wonderful. God's blessing in your work. Thank, Thank you, you for what you're doing. Uh, do you have, Thank you. Uh, if people want to contact you, what's the website? Dr. Blanche Gruby. That's it. Dr. Blanche And that's B-L-A-N-C-H-E-G-R-U-B-E. B-E, Thank you, Dr. Gruby, for being with us today. God bless you. At Physicians Preference Pharmacy, we understand that the quality of your compounded medications directly affects the way you feel, which is why we believe that your pharmacy should specialize in compounding medications while also delivering extraordinary hospitality and guest service. We believe that both patients and prescribers should accept nothing less than consistency and quality from their compounding pharmacy. This is why we've implemented some of the strictest quality standards in compounding exceeding standard requirements achieving PCAB accreditation, which is the Pharmacy Compounding Accreditation Board, an organization that sets the highest standards in compounding pharmacy regarding the safety, cleanliness, and quality of your compounded prescriptions. Because of our commitment to complete health and wellness, we are dedicated to making your medications free of lactose, parabens, artificial sweeteners, and any unnecessary dyes, binders, or fillers present in many other medications, offering you the cleanest products possible.
information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.